Hey guys, it's Carly. And this is Jade. Welcome to Mommy's Tell All. Today, it's time to catch up. Hey Jade, let's catch up. (laughs) I miss you. I miss you. (laughs) Why are you so far away from me? I know, you're so far away. Oh gosh. It's a sad time, but you have really good news. Yeah, I do, I guess. Yes, share it with us. Tanner and I talked about it a little bit last episode. So if you missed that, make sure you catch up on that one. But we, uh, most of you probably know, I'm having a third baby and we are having another boy. Yeah. How are you feeling? Which was a total surprise. Yeah. This whole pregnancy, I've been talking to you about thinking it was a girl. Oh, I thought, I 100% thought it was a girl. I was like, I, I was really shocked when you sent me that text and said, boy, I was like, no freaking way. There's still like this weird part of me that there's like this 1% that's like, what if the ultrasound tech gave us the wrong sex of the baby and it is a girl? It was just like something down there, like in the uh, uterus, like with your baby. It looked like a penis well, right she, in the middle of the leg. Well, I don't know. She didn't look at it when we were there because she goes, do you guys know what the sex of the baby is? And we were like, no, don't tell us. So she didn't like show it on the oh. screen. And so at the end of the uh, anatomy scan, she gave us a little envelope that the women's group that our midwives are under, they have these already pre-prepared cards that says, is it a, is it a boy or is it a girl? And it has a mustache or a bow. Oh and then they stick it in this envelope and it, it's already this like pre-prepared gotcha. card that says it's a boy. And so I'm like, what if she just accidentally <gasps> grabbed the, it's a boy one when it was supposed to be, it's a girl. So, but that's not really what's happening. That was just like, <laughs> Like, that's just like the, <laughs> the the like small inkling of me that was like that's like what if but anyways I'm still super excited that we're having another boy I think it's gonna be um, so great like the boys can play sports together they'll be like best buds I mean if it was a girl yeah. like I mean it would also be great if it was a girl but Emmy would be so much older so they wouldn't I mean they do girl things together but there's almost like Emmy would want to do the older girl things. You know what I mean? I think it's going to be really fun to have boys close in age. And you can just, I mean, use everything you just used over again. (laughs) It just saves money. That is a perk. That is a perk because I... I almost gave my brother and my sister-in-law some old clothes of Brooks's oh, yeah. when we went to go visit them, but I accidentally left them in the back of our trunk. Stop. And so I'm like, well, I guess now I can use those clothes because I didn't give them to them. So I have, yeah, lots of, I don't have to worry as much about all that stuff at least. Yeah. That saves so much money. Clothes are so expensive. It's like just silliness. Also, yes. do you like onesies that have a zip or do you like onesies that have buttons? Buttons are like made from companies that are secretly laughing at us moms struggling to put the buttons back. You know what's so weird is my mom is obsessed with the buttons. She, this is her, this is why. So she says, when I'm changing a baby like at night, I feel bad making them cold by like zipping a zipper. So I'd rather just take the buttons off and then they're still covered up at the top, which I understand that. But then you spend so much time trying to make those buttons fit together. And it just becomes very stressful (laughs) in the middle of the night when you're so tired. You can't think anyway. You're like, oh my gosh, this is the third bottle tonight. These buttons. Oh my gosh. No, it's like 
torture. And and then once it they really start is. wiggling and moving too much, and then they're like trying to crawl away from you, and you're like, I just need to get that last button, and oh. you're like, it's a struggle. It's, it's just too so, much. I just dealt with that this morning. Zip the baby really up. Nice. Zip the baby up. Zip yeah, the baby down. You're good. Oh, I know. Evan... Every night I'm like, Evan, put the zipper on there. And he just doesn't, he doesn't get it. But also he's like not up with Charlie at night. Charlie's so bad at sleeping in Jade. Oh gosh. We were in a regression and it's bad. That um, sucks. I, <laughs> he was so good. He was sleeping through the night. And I think last night he had like three bottles again. But if not, he just yells at me and he won't take a passy. He just like, he's so mad. And he, he just eat. sits up in his bed and yells. <laughs> It's like really funny to watch, but also really sad. But yeah, the zips are the only way to go. Their life. So what else is going on in your life? Just growing a bigger belly. That's what I feel like I'm Gosh. just doing. Just- Wait, you said the baby is hiccuping now. Yeah. So yesterday I was sitting down playing with Brooks on the floor and I could feel like these little hiccups already like it already feels like it's down in my like lady parts. I'm like, are you head down already? You can't be still. He's still got room to like swim around in there. But he was like (laughs) he was like hiccuping right there. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so weird. I forgot this feeling. Oh, my gosh. I totally forgot about hiccups in there. It's really weird how I don't know. You start thinking about it and you can remember things like that. But I don't. When I think about my pregnancy, I don't think like, oh, the little flutters or the hiccups or whatever. Like those are overshadowed by all the other things. (laughs) But then when I think back, I'm like, oh, my gosh, yeah, those little hiccups that sometimes would like keep you up at night because they're just in there (laughs) and you can feel it. And it's so weird. Yeah, it's really cool. Well, I'm in that sweet spot right now, you know, where it's the second trimester. Things aren't as bad, you know, as the first trimester. They're not as bad as what the third or first or third will be, you know. So you get to like appreciate those things a little bit more because the kicks and stuff are cute. They don't hurt yet. Oh, yeah. You know, and the hiccups, you're like, oh, it's the first time you've hiccuped. And so it's that special moment. But then towards the end, you're like, oh, my God, stop hiccuping. Do you feel, uh, this is like a sad question. Do you feel like this pregnancy is harder because you're older? Like, I know they say like every pregnancy when you get older gets harder. Is that accurate? Okay. So yes, I do think so. Um, and I also think just because my pregnancies were sort of like back to back, um, that my body is still kind of like loosey goosey. So I feel like that has been maybe what's made it a little bit harder too. But in like a different way, my mentality, my mental health is different this time around. So with mm-hmm. with Brooks, I had a really stressful pregnancy and just my mental health was not great. And then obviously I had a hard birth. And so all that kind of played a factor. And I don't I, I'm in such a better mental space this pregnancy, which is weird being in a pandemic. But that has made it easier on me. I feel like even with like, I can just take nice. a lot of the physical symptoms and stride better, but I am so, mm-hmm. so tired because I have two kids to look after and I'm older Oh God. and it's, you know, and then it, it's a back-to-back pregnancy. So, oh yeah. I, I mean, I can't imagine like, I'm already so tired, like running after two kids right now. Like I can't imagine tiredness of pregnancy and that like you're a boss. Well, I feel so bad because I do like we've talked about it before, but I do go to bed at like 
eight o'clock when Emmy goes to bed because I, by the time it's six, I am so, so tired. So I go to bed so early, but I guess I'm thankful for that because I'm, I'm hoping I'm like collecting sleep hours now (laughs) for later. I don't know if it works like that, but okay. (laughs) That's what I tell myself. (laughs) No, I like that philosophy. That's like a super positive way of thinking about it. Like, because when they don't sleep, you'll have had a lot of sleep. I'm actually, what's funny, we're so different right now because I've actually been, well, I mean, Charlie's not sleeping as well as he was, but I've been staying up later because he's been sleeping better. So I don't feel the stress of, oh my gosh, he's up every two hours for a bottle or whatever. And so Evan and I have been actually sitting together and like watching TV or watching movies. We just started watching Unsolved Mysteries, by the way, which is so good. I never watched it when I was a kid. Apparently Evan did. (gasps) You didn't? But no. And and now every night we were watching Supermarket Sweep. And then I was like, okay, let's try something else. And we started watching one about like an alien abduction that was so good. And then, I mean, last night it was like really sad. It was about a family's murder and they can't, I, they still can't find the dad and he did it and whatever. Ugh. But like, I'm so hooked. But it's actually been really good for like Evan and my relationship because we're actually spending time together. Because, you know, I mean... In marriage, especially when you first have a baby, it's so hard to find that time for yourself. Yeah. And like I was just going to sleep right when, you know, Bella would go down. I would go to sleep and then Evan would stay up with Charlie for a little bit and then bring him into me and then he would go to sleep. So we just like didn't spend any time together. So it's been really nice to actually be able to not freak out about sleeping. But I say that and I'm like really tired today. (laughs) Not as tired as you though. (laughs) Well, I've been getting great sleep, but I'm still tired. I just don't get it. So I'm like, whatever. Hey, let's take a quick break and let's hear from some of our sponsors. Do you have any weird cravings or anything? No, I've not, you know, all three of my pregnancies, I've never really had like intense cravings where I wanted something really weird. I think I've told you I before. Like you just eat I, bagels and cream cheese. Well, definitely my first trimester. That's like all <laughs> I can keep down. It's just like anything bland, even though you're technically not supposed to have, I think, soft cheeses, but I, it's like, it's like either that or wither away. So <laughs> yeah, um, you don't need to wither. Yeah. But I just crave like salsa on everything. Really? Yeah. So I don't know anything. Like I want salsa even at seven in the morning. I'm like, no, it sounds good. Salsa. (laughs) Wow. That's so, that actually is weird to me. Is it? And then, but what's ironic is I have horrible heartburn, but I still can't put down the salsa. Oh yeah. That's bad. Yeah. That's so funny. This reminds me of my dad because I made my parents the other day. I get, this is so stupid. This is, oh, okay. This is one thing you were going to ask the question. Wait, what were you going to ask something about? Like what men do that you don't understand? Oh, I wanted to do a little segment today about things your spouse does that you literally just don't get that you are just watching them and you're like, why or how, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Well, this isn't my spouse, but this is my dad. Okay. This works. (laughs) And he's done this a few times. And it makes me like, it makes my brain explode and I don't understand it. And I wonder if anyone else does this. And every time he does it, I just stare at him. And then later I like give him so much grief about it. Okay. So 
my parents work at the popcorn soda shop and then they'll come home. We live really close. So I'll be like, okay, well I just made food and you can come grab it because their dog stays with me during the day. So they'll come grab the dog and then I'll give them food. So, or they'll come eat. So, um, one day I made this like Asian chicken that was like a coconut cashew chicken. Ooh. And my dad sits down to eat it. And before he even has a bite of this Asian inspired chicken, he pours salsa all over it. <laughs> and I was like so angry because the flavor of this was actually like really delicious. And before he even tried the actual flavor, he like pours salsa all over it. So I've been, I was so mad for like a month. And I told like my brother, I was like, this is so annoying. All this, you know, whatever. So then my brother was um, here and he, and my dad came home with like leftovers from my house and my dad sat down to eat it. And it was like this Tuscan chicken pasta. And before he even takes a bite of it, I, what my brother says is he took a big thing of pretzels and crushed them up and then poured them all over this Tuscan chicken pasta. Pretzels? I don't get why a person before they ever tasted the flavor of a beautifully cooked dish <laughs> would alter that with some other terrible flavor. Is your dad That's pregnant? what I don't get. I think maybe. <laughs> I was like, a Tuscan chicken pasta does not need like a crouton, nor does an Asian inspired dish need uh, salsa. I don't know. That drove me crazy. What did, what is Tanner doing that makes you question life? Okay, no, it's just like little things lately, be, mostly be put because, probably because I'm pregnant, my hormones, and I'm just like, the little things are just like, irritate me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm just like scowling, and he has no idea that I'm like scowling. <laughs> but yesterday, so we have um, cleaners that come over once a month, and yesterday we were supposed to have our cleaners come over, so they did, and uh, we leave, and... If you, I don't know if anyone else is like this. I feel like this is a normal thing that before your cleaners come over, you actually like clean for the cleaners so they can do the deep cleaning. Oh yeah, cleaning. for sure. <laughs> yep. So we're, I'm scrambling around trying to get the kids ready, trying to get them in the car, trying to still pick up. And I was like, will you help me just pick up around the house, you know, really quick so they don't have to do all of the little tedious like toy stuff and everything that's around the house. And he's like, sure. So I come back in and he's unloading the dishwasher, which they're not even going to touch. So I'm like, <laughs> you're unloading the dishes from like, the dish helpful from the dishwasher. The dishes are clean. They're not going to unload those. They're not even going to touch that. <laughs> and you're putting the dishes away when there's <laughs> clearly visible everywhere in this whole room, things that need to be cleaned or put <sighs> away. And I was just like, what? Like, but in his brain, he was like being helpful. Was he though? Or was I he? I think he thought that, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Please I don't know. ask him. Yeah. And then another one that gets me is everybody I'm sure on this podcast knows that my husband loves to take baths and right. he takes baths. But since quarantine, which I don't know why, because his lifestyle really hasn't changed that much. He has not been bathing <laughs> as much. Okay. <laughs> and he also takes ridiculously scorching hot baths where he oh. just sits in there for like an hour and stop sweat and sweats and sweats. 
and sweats. Like I can't even go in the bathroom and look at him without feeling disgusted because (laughs) the water looks so murky. It's so gross. And his whole face is just like red and sweaty. And he looks like he's so funny. He looks like he gets this weird look on his face that he's like half passed out. And it just like grosses me out. Does he like have a phone or a book or what is he doing (laughs) for that time? Yeah. He listens to podcasts. Oh, yeah. How funny. Yeah. But to me, after he even gets out of the bath because it's so hot, he sweats for like another 15 minutes. I'm like, you do you? I just told him the other day, I was like, do you really think you get clean from your bath? Because the water is so murky and then you get out and then you just sweat. So are you, you try to touch me and then your hair, it just looks sweaty again and you look sweaty and you get this look on your face. (laughs) It's so gross. And I just don't get it. I'm like, that's so weird. I told him, I go, maybe you need to actually shower after you bathe because I don't think you're actually clean. (laughs) Like a cold shower. Yes. But those are my weird gripes that I'm just like, I don't get it. Evan this is about the showering. He'll be so mad that I am telling people this. But uh, <laughs> so, you know, during regular life, Evan used to get haircuts. I mean, quite often. And so he just somehow someone at some point told him that you're not supposed to wash your hair that much. So he interpreted that as I don't ever need to wash my hair. <laughs> so. One day I looked at him and I was like, you really need to wash your hair. And I can't even believe it's been so many years and I haven't known this or really noticed. I'm like, you really need to wash your hair. I guess he also wears hats a lot. And he's like, "Uh, well, no, like I only get my hair washed when I get my hair cut. And I'm like, what? It's been months since you got your hair cut. And he's like, yeah. I can like, smell no. his scalp from here. It's it's so bizarre, but he's not like an oily person, so it actually hasn't been that bad. It was just it was shocking to him that people I was like, "Evan, like at least wash your hair once a week." I mean, come on. And so now I'll look at him and be like, "You need to wash your hair," and he will wash his hair. And the difference between what his hair looks like when it's washed and what it doesn't look like is when he doesn't watch it, it's so different because one is like really fluffy and one is like, you know, obviously really oily. But I was so shocked. And so now he goes like, gosh, I mean, once a month, once every three weeks or something to get his haircut. I swear he just got his haircut and he's going again tomorrow. But I'm like, please don't go back to the only washing your hair at the hair salon place. Like, what even is that? He really thought when people said don't wash your hair a lot, that meant like, don't ever do it. <laughs> That's gross. Yeah. I mean, I get like, I get like when people say, oh, well, don't use shampoo when you wash your hair, you know, or something and you use something different, but that doesn't mean, yeah, you don't ever look when he showers, does he put his head under the water? Yeah. Okay. At least that's happening. Yeah. But it's, I don't know. I was like shocked. And then I brought it up at a dinner table with my family sitting there and he didn't like that. <laughs> I am telling you, my pregnancy nose can smell his scalp and his dirty hat from here. Do you know what the the inside of a ball cap smells like? Oh, Oh, for sure. 
Um, the one it. thing that I don't get that Evan does that I just like, I will never understand is after he feeds Charlie a bottle, like wherever he is in the house, he just leaves the bottle there or the diaper. Or if he changes the diaper, wherever he is in the house, the diaper stays in that location. So like, I'll know, oh, Charlie got his diaper changed here because the diaper is here. Even if it's a poopy diaper? Um, no, not if it's poop. He That's usually gonna- takes <laughs> it. No, this, no, this is another weird thing he does. Instead of putting the poopy diaper in the diaper genie, this is so weird. Oh my gosh. He started doing this a few months ago and I don't understand it. Instead of putting in the diaper genie, he takes like a bag from the grocery store and he puts the diaper in this plastic bag and then he just throws it in the garage, which is where the trash is. But usually like we have stairs that go down into the garage and it just lands on the stairs and it just stays there for so long until he takes the trash out. And I'm like, why don't you just put it in the diaper genie instead of putting it in a bag and throwing it onto the stairs into the garage where it sits and festers in the heat. It's so bizarre. (laughs) It's bizarre. Guys do bizarre things. I mean, I get taking like the diaper out to like, the trash can that's outside, but to just to set it outside in a paper bag or a plastic bag is kind well, of Well, it's strange. like in the garage. Like he throws it because sometimes we just throw yeah, like gross. boxes down Don't to recycle you- and then we'll break them down. But it doesn't yeah. even usually get down into the garage. It usually gets down to like the fifth step. And we go down up and down the stairs a thousand times a day and it just sits there. Yeah, that's nasty. It's so weird. Um, it's so nasty. Do you think that that would like attract rodents and things you don't want? Yeah. I don't know. Like that's, I don't know. And then part of me is like my pride's not like, I don't want to be like, okay, I'll take it because I feel like that's part of the process is you actually have to, you change the poopy diaper. You have to deal with it. Like all the way to the trash can, all the way to the diaper genie. It's yours to deal with, not like halfway into the garage. And then it's someone else's to deal with. (laughs) Yeah, I feel you. So dumb. I feel you. Um, Well, we do have a few questions. By a few, I mean actually a lot, but we'll pick and choose here from Instagram. So let's see. Do you feel like your friendship has changed since becoming moms? What do you think? I mean, yes. And probably just the fact of like what we daily text about, maybe. (laughs) True. (laughs) I mean, we've been, gosh, we were single when we were when we first met. So our friendship has changed so much over the past couple of years. Five. In five like years. every way. Five and a half, almost six, dude. It'll be six That's in September. Oh, cr- uh, dang. Right? I wish we could meet up and have a little anniversary. That's so crazy. I know. <laughs> Why is COVID so bad? Yeah. I mean, I would say it's brought us closer. I mean, we have a mommy podcast now that wouldn't have happened if we were moms. But We've talked, we talked to each other about like basically everything. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like it's probably brought us closer in the fact that there are things that happen when you're a mom that nobody understands until they're a mom. Yep. And so at least we can relate to each other on those levels. So it's, it's nice to know like, oh, Carly will understand this. If no, you know, if I feel like no one else will, I feel like, well, at least, and if you don't understand, at least you'll be sympathetic. (laughs) Right. Yes. You know, so I feel like that's. Definitely something, but I feel like it's probably made us closer or made our relationship stronger. Yeah, I agree. This one, you and I can both answer. What is, somebody wants to know, what is the hardest thing about transitioning to two kids and what is the best thing? 
Ooh. What was the hardest thing for it's you to feel? hard. I mean, I think one thing that was hard besides everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, one, it's just like hard because you're juggling two kids and it's like always, you just, ha- there's always somebody to give attention to. But I think one of the hardest things like emotionally is you feel like you're not giving like your oldest child as much attention as the new child. And that totally shifts later because then when the kid starts like the baby starts doing stuff, I think you can give your attention back to the older one again. But no, I mean, it's, it's nonstop for sure. One, you you kind of, you can just give all your attention. And like when the baby's like napping, you can do things (laughs) and then you get two and like babies don't ever nap at the same time. I mean, if they do, Sometimes they do, but you really don't have any downtime. Yeah. Do you feel like it was harder for you as a person to adjust to one new baby and just like the newness of becoming a mom in general, or it was harder to juggle too? I think it was harder to juggle too. Yeah. Because I think your marriage and your relationship gets harder with two because... You just don't, you can't find time for that person anymore because you don't have time for anybody else but like your two kids. So I feel like, I don't know. I feel like it, I think everything was harder with two. Yeah. I definitely think it's different for everybody because I know like some people have said, oh, like the transition from one to two is so easy for me. Like sometimes I get really envious of watching, which it's so amazing for her and I'm so happy for her, but Becca Martinez had her second baby and she said that the transition's been so easy for her and I'm just like like there's a tinge in me that's like sometimes a little jealous because it was so so hard for me yeah and so I'm just like oh my I've been so like excited for her because she's like killing mom life and I want it to be like that for everybody if it could be that what she appears to make it look effortless which obviously that's not that's just Instagram highlight reels and she keeps it pretty real though but she said that it's been a lot easier for her to go to from one to two than from zero to one and so I definitely think it's different for everybody but for me it was so much harder one is hard because you don't know what you're doing so everything is new and I think in with two there are definitely new things like a penis was new to deal with (laughs) like I mean (laughs) That baby poop, I mean, that got all over that thing in every crevice. And that was really difficult and new. But I do think, I don't know, I I guess whatever is harder for you, like trying to figure out the baby life or, you know, and and then you go into the second one and you understand baby life. But I don't know, trying to maybe understand toddler life and baby life at the same time is just difficult for us. (laughs) Yeah, I just think it depends on your circumstances. And I do think, like I said... Like for my pregnancies, it, it was just like where I was mentally and like where like yeah. how much stressors were in my life. Oh, totally. And so I feel like that plays obviously a big role. Your support system plays a big role. hundred percent. It just depends. Yeah. And my parents moved to, moved here right after Bella was born. So I had them here for baby number two. So that was super helpful. Yeah. If I didn't have them, I would be like, I think I would have maybe on major crazy Okay, guys, let's take a break really quick and hear from one of our sponsors. 
Okay, this is this is a two-part question. One is for me, one is for you. Harley, will you and Evan try for baby number three? No. Jade, will you and Tanner <laughs> try for baby number four? Okay, we talked about this on the last podcast episode too. So before we found out it was a boy, we were totally done, right? We were like, no, number three, done, done. Tanner's getting this, I call it, we call it the snip, the snip snip. Um, and we're going to be done. But both of us, I think kind of have like this weird, like lingering thought now, like, well, what about a fourth? So I say that right now, because I guess we, I would say 80% done with three, 20%, maybe there's a fourth, but also I haven't so had a fourth my, I haven't had my third a girl. Well, so that's the thing. So it's like not what if it was a boy again? It's not guaranteed. Yeah. But of course right. I, would, I would be happy with three boys too. That's like, you know, if I had three boys too, it'd be, that was what life dealt me. You're going to end up with like 12 children. No, I cannot <laughs> do that. Because I also have this thing where I feel like I need to give my children so much undivided, undivided attention that I yeah. would run myself ragged if I had that many kids. That would be pretty exhausting. Yeah. Evan and I, um, we, I, I know I've talked about this before, but we go to therapy and we were in therapy the other day and we were talking about like our sex life. And I said, I was like, I just want to make sure we're always so careful because Evan was supposed to get a vasectomy and it was canceled. <laughs> and then it was just so funny. I was like, oh gosh, now we're talking about vasectomy talk again. And she was like, well, how does the vasectomy make you feel? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh God, here we go again. But he, I'm going to make him do it. Does he? The clinic is open again. He needs to just go in because, like, condoms. No, I I hate condoms. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you're not gonna, I mean, at least there's lots of options to try to prevent future pregnancies. You know. Yeah, I just the IUD. Like, I I couldn't. It made me like a terrible human. IUDs scare me again. They scare me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Also, I saw the other day. Did you send this to me? No. Someone sent it to me where there was a baby that came out born holding <laughs> the mom's IUD. No way. Yes. How does that happen? I don't know, but it happened. And the baby was literally clutching it <laughs> right after it was born. Oh my gosh. That's like terrifying though, because what if that could have poked your child and or grown oh, into I know. your grown into the fetus or something like I don't know. It's weird. weird. I need to uh look it on my phone and then send it to you the picture because I wow. was like, oh what? Not good. Thankfully the baby was okay. Cause that's what like my mind oh, goes yeah. through. It was like Yeah, the baby was fine. It was just so like oh scary. Somebody okay. wants to know do you think when kids are picky that it's in your it's in the parents control? If a kid doesn't like broccoli, it's because it wasn't introduced well enough. Maybe, I guess. We should really have um, like an expert on that talks about picky toddlers and everything because I follow this lady on Instagram who really has really great perspectives on just like, like giving your kid healthy options, but also just like kind of letting go of that control and that it's okay, you know, to, if your kid doesn't eat perfectly. Yeah, it's a hard one. I feel like from my parenting style, which I do with like a lot of things. So for example, I know you have like potty trained Bella, but 
Emmy is definitely not really ready, ready yet. And mm-hmm. I am just like a parent that like, I feel a lot of outside pressure from people because she's almost three, um, to potty train, but I don't feel any pressure to pressure her. I don't want her to feel that. And so I've just been kind of like waiting for her cues and we talk about it a lot and we, and she knows about it a lot. And we, we do a lot of like play time with potty time. Like I'll be like, Oh, your dolly's going potty on the toilet. You know, like we mm-hmm. do a lot of stuff like that. But for me, I'm like not concerned. And I feel like I'm that way with foods too. Um, cause my daughter is picky now. Emmy is very picky. And I try not to let like outside influences affect me that way to where like people are like, well, the parent should be doing this or the parent yeah. should be doing that. And it's just like, she gets options if she wants, but if she doesn't want to eat them, I do not force her. I'm not like, I know some people do the one bite rule. I don't do that. I just, I just kind of let her figure herself out right now because eventually yeah. I think she may or may not eat better. You know, like I, I don't remember if I was picky when I was two, but I eat lots of food now. I don't, you know, right? <laughs> like I'm not picky now. Yeah. Bella's. I mean, Bella likes like raw broccoli and and raw carrots. She actually doesn't really like cooked food as much as she likes raw food. But she, I mean, I think that's pretty good because I don't like raw broccoli. I don't really eat raw carrots. <laughs> um, so she eats foods that I, I don't, don't even necessarily I don't so. like. I, I don't know. She's funny because like her cousin Finn was here and he's he likes ketchup and mustard. So the other day they were having a hot dog and he was like, I want mustard. And she's like, I want mustard. And so she tried the mustard and she's like, I don't like that. And then the next day she wanted to try mustard again and then decided again that she didn't like it. So I was actually kind of proud of her for trying something twice. But then, for example, last night we had Indian food and she was like, mommy, what is that? I want to try that. And so I had a spoonful for her to try and she's like, I don't want to try it. So I'm not going to like shove that in my kid's mouth. Right. But I think she's pretty open to trying things usually Evan's funny like if we sit down at dinner and she doesn't really want to eat like I'll try to get her to eat something but she doesn't want to eat it like I'm kind of like you I'm like whatever you know if she doesn't want it then she doesn't want it Evan will be like you have to eat this like right now and he's like open up your mouth and he's like way more stern than me and I mean it's good because then she ate dinner but I'm kind of like well she doesn't eat she doesn't eat you know I don't know I don't I don't think shoving food down a kid's face is like the right thing to do. Yeah. And I mean, I guess potty training, she really just kind of did it herself. Yeah. It just depends on your parenting style. I I feel she's very, she wants to do everything by herself right now. So she's just very like, no mommy, I'll do it. Like I got a potty that attaches to the toilet that has like a step on it and she won't even let me like put her on that. Like she'll be like, no mommy, I got it. Like she has to do everything by herself. So even feeding herself, like she wants to feed herself, you know? But yeah, I just think it kind of comes down to the saying that like, you're the best parent for your kid out there. You, you know, you do you, like, you know, your kid, you know, like what they need. And I don't think like if your kid is being picky, it's your fault. It's just Mm -hmm. them expressing their independence and their preferences and I feel like that's just kind of a normal stage that all kids go through. And if they like a lot of things, then that's awesome. And if they don't, then right. like, you know, you just you just learn to work with what you have. But I don't think it means that it, it's because of the parents' control that they're picky. 
Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, because if you never like introduce broccoli ever and then your kid tries broccoli one day, they're either going to like it or not like it anyway. Right. (laughs) You know, so I don't know. We're all doing a great job. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if you're doing your best, you're doing your best, you know. So I always like doing these little question and answers. That's always fun. Yeah, it's something different and sparks up questions. Sometimes I wouldn't have thought of on my own. So I like it. Yeah, totally. Um, well, I wish I was sitting next to you when we record this. I'm sad that you're so far away. And I wish I could like come over and bring you some some pregnancy snacks, but I wouldn't be able to do that anyway. <laughs> That's like the nicest thing you could say to a pregnant lady. Like <laughs> you would have bring me snacks, even if it's just Dude, the like, thought. <laughs> oh, yeah. I bring you. Cho- do you still like chocolate? I mean, you've always been a chocoholic. Are you still a chocoholic? Yes. I'm, I'm, during my first trimesters, for some reason, when I'm pregnant, I can't do chocolate. But now that I'm fine, That's so funny. Chocolate is my best friend again. Um, yeah. But thank you guys for listening and for always supporting us. And we thank you so much. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the podcast and rate us five stars if you love us. We always appreciate that. And it makes it easier for new listeners to find us, which is great because we hope this is kind of a respite for all moms out there. Yes. We love you so much. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.